Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money, and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Dr. Brandy Victory, DC, is a quantum functional health specialist, leading the movement of helping people shift from overwhelm, excess weight, fatigue and pain to accessing their vitality and well-being by optimizing their bodies and lives. In this chat with Dr. Brandy, it's crystal clear that health and well-being is about more than just medicine and by taking a holistic approach, true healing can begin. Welcome Dr. Brandy to the Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm so glad to have you with us. Uh, For those who haven't met you or heard of you, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you. I am Dr. Brandy Victory. My doctorate is in chiropractic, and my specialization is quantum functional health. Now, So are you familiar with what that is? No. (laughs) Tell us all about that. What is quantum functional health? Quantum functional health is a blend of several different modalities that I have studied over my course of study, which has been, I graduated in chiropractic college in 1998. And so I was very ill and sick myself. And in my process of recovery, I found functional medicine uh, and functional medicine really helped me get the functionality of my, my health back. And so now that's part of what I practice. And it's basically Rather than what most people are used to, they go to an MD and they, the MDs are looking for a disease process already in, already kind of down the path of disease so they can diagnose it. And then they give, typically they give drugs or surgery to minimize the symptom. I'm actually looking for patterns in lab work and in symptoms that maybe show up before it shows up on lab work to understand the story that the body is telling us so that we can begin to optimize systems. Rather than treating disease, I optimize systems so we can hopefully lower our risk for disease mm. and age gracefully. So that's, that's the functional health part of that. Uh, the quantum part of that is that I practice quantum healing, quantum medicine, which is looking at the body from, a, again, from a holistic, and the experience from a holistic perspective, And 
it comes from the understanding that we're more than just our physical bodies. And if we don't address all of our parts, then we may be missing a vital piece of our own healing potential. Mm. Yeah. And I find um, this way of medicine is becoming more popular. I uh, I also do another uh, podcast with uh, a certified uh functional medicine practitioner who, um, you know, we talk about that a lot. And um, we often talk about, uh, you know, it's a bit like a stool that's got three legs and the environment is part of that as well. So when we holistically look at our health, we also got to look at, you know, the environment we're living in and what, you know, the air we're breathing and and how we're living our life, not just what goes in our body. Is that part of, of your schooling as well? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So what kind of results are you seeing with people um, in this in this kind of practice? Oh, goodness. So it depends on why somebody might come to see me. So many people will come to see me because they've tried all the things. Yeah. The doctors say their labs are fine. They still have symptoms. Nothing seems to work and they're at their wits end. That's a large portion of the people who come to me. The more I educate the more it seems I'm bringing people in that are starting to age and lose their edge, or they were an athlete when they are younger and they're not playing as well and they want to get their mojo back. Um, So men and women, women who are going through peri or menopause and uh, men who are in their late fifties to mid sixties, kind of that era where they're like, Oh no, I'm I'm going through the change, you know? Um, So it depends on really why someone comes. My great, like, for some reason, I'm just gifted at guts. So if somebody comes to me and they have a gut issue, Mm. I do a really great job. It's just so easy. For some reason, it's just like second nature for me. Hormones take a little bit longer because we have to have data. So I have to do like Dutch testing and look at where are the, um, the hormone levels and what are the, how are they being metabolized in the body and where's the cortisol and when it is it high in the day or when is it low in the day and different things like that. And so, and they, they, they change quite much slower from my experience than a a digestive system issue typically. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then thyroid people come to me, uh, hyperthyroid graves, Hashimoto's, those kind of people uh, always show up on my doorstep. I'm always got a couple of those in my practice for sure. And uh, yeah, it's really a kind of a beautiful thing to be able to help them balance those hormones out so that they're no longer fatigued and they actually have inspiration and they feel passionate in their life and they're happy with their life, you know? So (laughs) it's amazing, you know, just, just your gut and your hormones. If you get those right, um, what a, what a different human being you feel like really. Like I know I've been through that Dutch testing and all of that as well. And it's incredible the stuff you find out about yourself, you know, like, um, and, and how you can actually change things. Cause you know, you go to a regular doctor and they're like, oh, well, that's, that's just aging that, you know, you'll live with that. You don't, you don't have to live with that. No, you don't. And too many people have been trained to believe that, that aging, a biological aging process equals a deterioration process rapidly. Mm. <laughs> and I'm here to say that we can turn that around. Mm. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I know, I know for myself, I know I've, I've just had another birthday this week and, uh, oh. en- entering, the la- thank you, <laughs> entering uh, the late forties stage and, um, I'm starting to feel it, you know, I'm like, 
come on, <laughs> it's starting to catch up with me. For, for women who are starting to age uh, gracefully, uh, what kind of tips can you give them um, to actually stay ahead of the aging process? Mm, that's such a great question. Thank you for asking that. There's so many things that we can do. And, and you know, a, the easy stuff is breathing quality air, drinking quality water, getting sunlight on your face, putting your feet in the dirt, walking barefoot around every day at some point in your day, taking naps instead of revving up with caffeine, like making small changes like that through your day is going to help turn turn your nervous system back into a state of uh, balance instead of overdrive, mm. you know, reducing the stress, changing our relationships. If we have people in our life that causes stress, maybe we don't spend as much time with those people. And we find other groups of people that inspire us to be around. So those, those are the easiest ones. You know, the, the reality is we are aging. Like <laughs> that is just the way it is there. We live in a time space continuum with past, present and future. And we are going to have a past and we're going to have a future. And uh, with that, sometimes we usually get wrinkles. So <laughs> damn it. And so, yeah, totally. Right. And you know, the thing is, I, I really, I, I'm also a teacher of something called centrally embodied dance. Mm. And, and really what it is, is it's a container to hold women in the expression of their truth and to reflect back to them that whatever that truth is, is gorgeous and beautiful and magnificent, especially when it's radiant. And it becomes radiant when we begin to own our truth, when we know that our truth is perfect and divine and accepted and desired and enough, rather than carrying around the stories of of shame and guilt and I'm not enough and I'm aging, so I have nothing to offer. And I, there's so many stories that come with that, with the aging process and just living as a woman, but just, you mm-hmm. know, in the body. And so the more that we can work on ourselves, regardless if it's through centrally embodied dance or uh, in, you know, some kind of somatic therapy or therapy or shamanistic healing principles or anything like that, um, you know, changing the, the way the body and the mind work together so that we set ourselves up for optimization as we age and, and understanding that it's a process, it's not easy, mm-hmm. and we can, we can enjoy it. We don't have to be beating ourselves up because we're getting older. Yeah. And again, you know, you and I were just chatting off air about, you know, the media and, and the stories they make up. And boy, doesn't that have a lot to speak for, you know, when it comes to body image for women and aging, uh, for one. Um, but something that you said there really hit me. And that is when women really start to own their power and who they are, um, my gosh, they just glow. They absolutely glow unapologetically. Um, owning who they are, regardless of age and and, and size, um, I think that is the most beautiful thing to to actually see them awaken. Yes, agreed, hundred mm. <laughs> percent. Yeah, um, and and the other thing that you've also raised there is, I guess I'm curious to hear from you how important spirituality is um, also as as part of this healing um and and you know looking after yourself I know for me it's it's a huge thing because I'm a spiritual coach but um you know for you and and the practice that you do um how does that fit in oh beautiful yes um for my practice so not everyone is a good fit for my practice 
And one of the quote unquote requirements, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, but if you're ready to move in this direction, the, the, you know, the people that I work with, I highly encourage them to have some sort of spiritual practice, whether it whether it's a, a sedentary sitting meditation practice, a moving meditation, Tai Chi, uh, you know, a breath work practice, yoga, whatever it is, but something that we're, when we're taking time for ourselves every single day to come back to our center, our truth, our self with a capital S and know that we are so much greater than our physical body and our physical experience and allow ourselves the ability in the moment each and every day to connect back to creation with a capital C and recognizing that we are a reflection of that. And that in that there is, there's bliss, there's upliftment, there's joy. When we really, really own the reality that I am (laughs) a reflection of God. Mm. And that's, it's really that connection to self, isn't it? You know, like, I think when we circle around everything we've just spoke about, it really is that connection to self and listening to ourselves, you know, Uh, and when we have the ability to listen and actually hear uh, what our body's doing um, and connect with it, that's where we can be a lot kinder to ourselves. Absolutely. And there's so many ways to do it. And, you know, sometimes it's really, if someone's kind of new at this stuff, it's really about teaching from my perspective, it's really about teaching them how to, how to listen to their body. Mm. You know, some, I have many women who have come through my practice who come and they start and they're like, I don't, I can't connect to my intuition. Like, that's fine. Put your hand on your belly. Think about a thought. How does it feel? Do you feel it somewhere else in your body? That's a message. What does that message have to say to you, right? So the body is giving us messages all the time. And if we can just take a moment to come into a state of listenership with what our body is trying to tell us, it's going to guide us because it's all connected. It's all the same. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And isn't it funny, you know, that getting back to our nervous systems and that conditioning that we put ourselves into, you know, we have this daily treadmill of life basically that we go through and we don't, we're just in autopilot. We're not actually listening to what's going on in our body. And then, and then when disease creeps in, it's like knocking on the door and it's actually making you listen. Um, Like we just are so out of tune with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's, uh, it's knocking or it might be tapping, right? Mm, mm. Might be tapping, might be tapping. And we're like, eh, push it aside. Take yeah. Tylenol. Mm. Eh, push it aside. Drink some caffeine Eh, push it aside. I'm not going to talk to that person for a little while. It's not in my face. Uh, push it aside. I'm just going to eat the cake and drink the wine. Not that you can't ever drink cake and eat the wine, but you keep doing that and you keep doing that. And then the knock, and then the tap gets louder. Yeah. And then, then it becomes a very loud knock. And then before you know it, you're, you know, hurting and you're in pain and you're fatigued and your thyroid doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is it. You know, we, I often say to people, we, we're the ones doing it to ourselves. You know, nobody's doing it to us. You know, <laughs> the life totally. we, yeah, you know, the life we live is is us. Now, Dr. Brandy, if people want to find out more about you and actually get in touch and and do some of the pr- practices that you do, um, how can they do that? 
I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram uh, page. I'm not a real active social media person, but you will find things posted there. Uh, for the Instagram page is mostly at this point in time, food and meal prep ideas and things like that for people who are going through my program so that they can get little tips on how to make it much easier to eat in the most healthy way possible. Uh, you can always email me at Dr. Brandy Victory. I'm sorry, at Dr. Brandy at biohacksforwomen.com. That's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-Y at biohacksforwomen.com. And uh, yeah, I'm always available for you. I, um, I'm in the process of writing a book, so I'm, I'm shortening my hours in the office as much as possible. Uh, I do have a centrally embodied virtual dance class that is happening over the next several months. So I'm happy to have that conversation with people as well. Oh, cool. So we can do the virtual dancing online. Mm -hmm. Yes. How cool is that? <laughs> yes, totally cool. <laughs> so good. It also makes it a little easier for some women who are worried about the intimacy and the vulnerability of yeah. moving in a sensual way. Um, and sensuality, I just want to clarify, sensuality is not sexuality. Mm. It's two different things. Mm -hmm. Sensuality is like, what does it feel like to touch my skin and feel the warmth or the softness? What is it like to feel how it feels to have curves and allow those curves to be my fullest expression myself and mm. know that it's beautiful? Mm. Like, how do we get into that place where everything that we have and everything that we are is a divine, delicious, yummy, juicy place to live? Oh, sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've got the last big question for you, Dr. Brandy. What, okay. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Uh, well, I, I believe it's happening. <laughs> I'm just not sure that it'll ever come to fruition in my lifetime. Um, I, I believe, well, I mean, if I had a magic wand, we'd all be happy. There would be no war. There would be no atomic bombs. And we'd all get along and hold each other's hands and help each other lift up. <laughs> Probably won't happen. But on the next round of things, I would love to see our environment cleaned up. I would love to see clean water and clean air and clean food and nourishing soils that produce really high quality food. I would love to see that there's no label of organic because there doesn't need to be one. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not sure how we can help other than begin growing our own food. And every time you spend a dollar, you're voting with your dollars. So go for the higher quality foods, go to your farmer's market, go to get a CSA, a, a community supported agriculture um, in your area so that you can have them deliver their foods or you can go pick their foods up. So you're actually buying straight from the farmer and you can you can assess whether or not their farming practices are, are what you want to support. If you're just buying from the grocery store, you just don't know. Even if it's organic, I'm telling you, I just did a total toxic burden test on myself. I've been dealing with some stuff and I did some lab testing and my glyphosate level came back way higher than I would have anticipated mine. And I'm the cleanest eater I know. <laughs> so, and like for real, you mm. know, a lot of people say they have a clean diet. I actually do. Mm. <laughs> and my glyphosate levels are extremely high. It, it was mind boggling. And so I know that even though I eat, 
I would say 95% organic. I'm not going to go to a restaurant and get it organic every time. And sometimes you just can't find everything organic, but mostly I do eat organic and I filter my water and I filter my air, you know? And so to have a glyphosate level that high just tells me Mm. that there's no getting away from it. Mm. So primarily what I see as a society right now, we're going to have to start nourishing and supporting our detoxification pathways, drinking nettles and dandelion tea to get the liver moving, doing maybe a detox program, obviously with a professional um, every once in a while to make sure your, your detoxification pathways are moving really well. Please don't go do a detox if you don't have a professional supporting you, because if you're doing a liver cleanse and you're constipated, you're going to have a lot of trouble with that. So there's a lot to know. There's a lot of availability for people to do things on their own, but you're going to be well supported if you have somebody helping you in your life. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much just in that alone, you know, um, understanding what we buy and where we buy it from and how it's produced. I think that, yeah. you know, there's so much education and awareness that people just have no idea where their food's coming from oh. and how it was produced and how long they it's don't. been there, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, Or how those animals are being treated. I'm not vegan. I've tried being vegan because I would have loved to think that I don't have to kill an animal to survive. It didn't work for my body. I got very sick mm. multiple times in that process. I tried it and I tried it and I tried it. And then every time I go back to eating meat, it, it, I got better. Like it was that obvious. And so I'm like, okay, very clearly I need meat in my life, but how am I going to eat meat in a way that's um, supportive of the life that I want for myself and the animals on the planet? And so as long as we're eating high quality meats from farms that are ethical and not CAFOs or places where cows are stuck in Mm. side by side, standing in their poo and being slaughtered by the who knows how many at once. It's just, it's a bad situation. But I think we know through these conversations, we can wake people up that there is another option. Yeah. Um, just do your research, people. Do your research and get con- yeah. get conscious, you know, like, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. let's get out of autopilot and let's get conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for being a part of the ethical evolution, Dr. Bruni. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators 
trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.